Anyhow, welcome back to the Mixed Up World podcast. Happy Black History Month. Today is the very first day of Black History. Which today I'm actually going to be recording this. So the day actually you hear this may not be the first day, but it's still Black History Month nevertheless. So, of course, as always, be black, be proud, be bold, and don't <laughs> don't embarrass us. <laughs> That's always the thing. Uh, but yeah, so this episode I'm going to be talking about something that i watched on youtube recently um so there's a channel on the youtube not the youtube it's like my mom there's a channel on youtube called the take in which they go and they deconstruct different ideas tropes character archetypes um storylines of tv shows and movies and stuff and i think this channel is really focused on women mostly so they do a lot of stuff revolving around women they do stuff about men as well but most of the time it's in relationship to women is for the most part so they've been doing a really deep dive into Sex and the City over the last, I would say, the last six or seven months, especially up to the Sex and the City um, continuation um, and just like that, which is the name of the show on HBO Max. Ugh. So just a quick aside before I go into our actual topic, the actual show for just like that is so contrived. Like, I don't even know how this show got greenlit. I don't know who the audience is for this show it's not me i've definitely i've definitely divorced myself from sex and city and all this like contrived and really toxic messaging and just storylines and stuff i remember growing up that show was really integral to my early gay years like i took sex and city as like the bible on relationships and dating because i wasn't really getting a lot of that from like my mother or anyone else that was older than me so i had to look towards tv to do a lot of the teaching or at least to understand a lot of concepts when it came to like adult dating now mind you i was 16 trying to take concepts and you know themes from a show that's for women white women in their early 30s so a lot of stuff just didn't translate but we still use a lot of that stuff in our dating lives when we were 16 17 years old which is very weird and bizarre, but we didn't have a whole lot to go off of. So we just attached ourselves to anything that seemed like it made sense. And to us, a lot of them on that show made sense. Looking back now, that show is ooh, pretty, pretty, man, sex and just missed the mark on so many things that came to like relationships and healthy ones at that. It really promoted a very toxic and really unhealthy relationship dynamics between the characters on the show. And I internalized a lot of that stuff and actually implemented into my dating for most of my teens to early twenties. I think once I got divorced from that idea of the spectacle of relationships and the drama of all that stuff, my relationships start to get a lot more healthier and a lot more long-term but yeah, it's just a quick aside. I think the new show is just complete drivel. It's just, it doesn't make sense. I don't know why they're trying to make it seem like these characters are like in their crotchety old lady days when, when the show is at its complete peak, like Samantha was in her fifties and she was still like hot and sexy and, you know, still doing like she's supposed to. But for some reason now, Carrie and Miranda and Charlotte or acting like they're like these old bag of bones now because they're in their 50s. It's just so bizarre how they were trying to like, I feel like they've been the messaging from the show from when it was 
you know, really popular to now it's just so different. And the core demographic of this show, I'm guessing there are people in their fifties. So I guess that's what they're trying to talk to. But a lot of stuff just seems like it's just pandering. It just doesn't really land really well. They're trying to be woke quote, quote, and a lot of that stuff just doesn't make sense or it doesn't, it's not coming from a very genuine place of understanding of a lot of this stuff that people talk about in the current pop culture zeitgeist. So a lot of the like woke language people, if they want to call it, doesn't make sense to a lot of people that are on the show. So it looks very forced a lot of times. I don't know. It's just, eh. that show didn't age very well. And now the show is showing its age even worse in the worst way possible. It's just like a complete, like slap in the face to Samantha Jones's character when they were trying to make her, you know, to be the face of, you know, middle-aged women who are still being sexy and, you know, going out and having fun and, you know, enjoying life, not being these little spinsters. Whereas now, you know, they're going back to really old tropes about older women. Like, they were trying to, like, abolish that. And now they're going right back to it. It's just weird how they're doing that. And it's like, I'm kind of glad that um, Ken Cottrell is no longer a part of that show. Because she's doing a lot better, actually. She's actually on How I Met Your Father. Um, it's a new um, TV show. I think it's on Hulu. And I think it's on Network TV. I'm not sure what network. But it's on Hulu. And she's the mother telling how you know she met her father and she and um her younger her is um hillary duff so pretty good show she did a better job of you know going there versus going that awful you know uh, continuation of sex in the city like she did well for herself to not be attached to that show anymore but yeah so back to the actual um topic at hand which is the take so they did a deep dive into the episode i watched recently was the one about carrie bradshaw and why Aiden was a better choice for her as a partner and how she pretty much missed the mark. And then a lot of the um episode was talking about how Carrie is an anti-hero, which I never really looked at her that way. But after watching that episode, the take, I kind of see where they were going because she's terrible of a person. Like she's self-sabotaging. She's an awful friend. Like Carrie's one of the worst. And now I'm starting to see why a lot of women in TV shows post sex in the city are very similar or at least anti-heroes like they're self-sabotaging they're bad relationships they're not the best friends like they're just not good people at the heart of it but they were like they kind of make the show to make us want to like root for them even though they're doing like really shitty things to people around that they care about but yeah the take definitely went into a deep dive of why aiden was the right choice and one of the things that really stuck out to me is one of the parts they were talking about how a lot of shows write an OTP, which is one true pairing. Um, they write that in the very beginning of the show and usually try to stick to it by the very end of the show. And they casted Aiden as the one that got away. And I just thought that would be very interesting because a lot of shows do do that. They kind of like, they set up the OTP in the very beginning and they want you to like get on this journey with them. Like, oh, let's see how they'll end up. They may end up together. And one show that really stuck out to me that did the exact same thing was Insecure. Huh. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert. If you ever watch Insecure, um, yeah, it's about to talk about spoilery stuff for the Fina finale. So it's either finale or insecure. Um, Issa ends up with Lawrence. And Lawrence is definitely on that same spectrum of a person who is comfortable, who's easy, <clears throat> who doesn't really challenge her as a person, who doesn't really like move her in any type of way. It's kind of like it's just like putting on an old glove pretty much. That's kind of how Lawrence is. Very similar to, you know, Sarah Sega Parker's character of Carrie Bradshaw and Mr. Big. And I'm trying to think of who would be the one that got away for Issa. 
Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because a lot of the men that she was dealing with were very toxic in their own ways. I don't think she really had a very like shining beacon of mature and healthy relationships on that show, actually, to be honest. So I can't really say that she had her version of Aiden. I can't really say Lawrence is her version of Mr. Big, but I definitely know that their relationship is just as toxic as Carrie and Big's relationship was on the show. And definitely they were trying to make us see like, oh, look, Lawrence has grown since the first episode. Now he's perfect for Issa. They're happily ever after. It's like, no, like Lawrence is still pretty trash for the most part. Like her happily ever after just seemed like a, a compromise between, you know, or more so a, a familiarity to something that was easy to do. Something that didn't, it's something that didn't evolve her as a person at all. Like her relationship with Lawrence doesn't help her, you know, emerge as a different person after it's all over. Like it's just her being back to her who she was already. And I don't think that Lawrence, nor do I think Mr. Big were good choices for either character. And much so like Carrie Bradshaw, Issa is very toxic in her own way. Like she's a not a great friend. Um, she's not always great when it comes to business, and she's not great in relationships either. Like that's I wanted her. I would prefer her to start something fresh and new with someone different by the end of the show, and just say the possibility is still out there for her. And Lawrence isn't her end all be all but like the take had mentioned a lot of shows write this in a way where they want the OTP or the original person that they were with to be their one true love in the end like oh they can go through all this turmoil and trouble and end up together isn't that great kids and it's like no it's not realistic at all but of course this is still fiction so I'm not gonna go too hard but I just think that in real life the one that got away that does happen like I don't even know for me personally I've had one guy that got away and it was one of those situations where there was really no way to make any sustainability between us because of the fact he lived so far away and we didn't have much of a connection outside of us meeting that one time over a weekend so it's kind of hard to like sustain that after a while but in actuality like I think the one that got away trope is a little misleading a lot of time because when they use it in tv shows and stuff they always use it in a way where oh well even though he got away who she really was meant to be with was a person who was there all along and i just hate that it's like no that's not the person that she was meant to be with is the one that treats her right that's the one she's meant to be with not just the person that was just there because how it felt with Issa being back with lawrence it's like oh he's just there he's back oh we should be happy shouldn't we it's lawrence yay it's like ugh. Uh, I was so over it. I was like, oh, God. She just went back to something that's so comfortable and familiar. And it just reminded me of Sex and the City in a lot of ways. Just like how she just went back to Big. Even though Big's a terrible choice. Big was awful that entire show. Like, he was one of the most awful boyfriends. Like, he didn't even, like, can you want to claim her a lot of times? He cheated. Oh, I don't think he cheated on her. Did he cheat on her? No, he didn't, he didn't explicitly cheat on her, but carrie eventually cheated on aiden with with big which was oh my god like girl you gotta get a you gotta get a grip it's like what she wanted from big is what she got from aiden but aiden wasn't packaged the way that big was like big still gave her this glamorous like life that she still wanted and i think that aiden you know made her made her a little bit more grounded and down to earth in a way that she didn't want to be she wanted to be this you know glamorous sophisticated vogue you know socialite girl forever like she wanted this, this glamorous life regardless of the fact that 
her personal life was pretty toxic and you know unhealthy a lot of times like her attachment to to big was terrible like the hold he had on her was awful and it's like they want us to believe that for some reason somehow you know once big got older he just so happened to change and you know he started to become the loving husband that he's supposed to be i guess and it's like that's not always i mean i don't think the message is good it's like it's pretty much telling you that you have to suffer through the terrible times with the person in order to get to the good times later it's a very christian way of looking at um life and stuff and i just don't i don't like that i don't like it at all and aiden was such a good oh he was such a good boyfriend of her he tried with her he compromised with her he gave her well i don't think he gave her enough space i think it's one thing i think he could have improved on was giving her space but it's like when she she wanted space but she also wanted to be smothered the same thing. it was so like carrie didn't know what she wanted to be an old like dude she'd be in her 30s she was so like scatterbrained about what she wanted it was so hard to watch i think now if i watched that show i would just be so just roll my eyes a lot of times a lot of this stuff going on that show but yeah, just the idea of the one that got away, I think that's such a, a well, I mean, I won't say well used, but I think it's overused trope in a lot of TV shows, and it just doesn't really translate the way it doesn't work out in real life. Like, when a woman gets away in real life, they, they're gone, that's it. Like, you don't keep seeing them over and over again, or you don't get to the opportunity to be back with them, and uh, just the, I just hate how they have, you know, framed this idea that the person that you struggle with the most is the one you're supposed to be with and that's not how it should be love shouldn't be toxic and tragic and dramatic and over the top love should be healthy and it should be affirming and that type of stuff stuff that's supposed to uplift you as a person make you better and in no way do i think lawrence is gonna make Issa a better person in no way i think big may carry a better person i think honestly it just pushed them back they pulled them back because when they were not with them, they were doing pretty fine without either of them. Like Issa was on her stuff. When she wasn't with Lawrence, she thrived the most, actually. I think in the last season, when she thrived the most was when she wasn't with him. I think she was with Nathan. She was with Nathan when her, her glow up came. Well, you know, that didn't last very long with her and Nathan. But even Nathan, I would say that if he worked on his own personal issues a lot more, they could have been a better couple than her and lawrence lawrence still a child at heart like his whole way of dealing with issues and problems just screams i'm a kid i'm a child i'm a like it's uh it's very mature and uh, i hate it i did not like the way they ended either show and i don't think that they send any decent messages about you know actual real life relationships but I think for entertainment's sake, they do, you know, allow people to find hope and stuff. Oh, well, even if it doesn't work out now, it'll work out one day. Or just if I just believe, he'll come around. And it's like this whole, like, framing of how to, how to try to change somebody to fit what you need. It's like, no, if this person is giving what you need, don't be with them. That's that's just it. And Big, I don't know why you try to make him seem like he's, like, this great guy. Ugh, I hate it. And Carrie just awful Aiden deserved better like how are you gonna cheat on him and just drag him through the mud like he was such a great guy and I know why she her trauma from dealing with big was pretty much projected on her relationship with Aiden but still he didn't deserve that like he didn't deserve to deal with the mistakes of someone else and that's something that I really hated about Carrie she definitely made everyone else pay for her, what big did to her 
But the thing was, Big showed his cards very early on in the show. He wasn't trying to be like, this is, like, I mean, he did send mixed signals sometimes. But for the most part, he was an asshole. He was terrible. Like, he showed her who his true colors were all the time. He always showed someone else over her. And yet she still was so devoted to this idea that they're going to end up together. This magical, like, fairy tale rom-com ending. Even though that's actually what happened, you know, the end of season six of Sex and the City when she went to Paris and that relationship blew up, which that situation was so stupid. Ugh. I remember when I was younger, when she did move to Paris, I remember we had me and my friends had like this big debate about was she making the right decision moving to Paris? I wonder, I forgot what my stance was back then. Now I'm on Miranda's side. Why would you move across the world to be with a guy you don't even know very well? and give up your life here just to be with him i think i was was i on carrie's side back then i think i was on carrie's side but i was very like naive as a child and, and i'm a teenager year, so i probably was like yeah i'm gonna move to paris and fall in love and you know you're gonna take care of me and blah 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 and it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be awesome it's paris why wouldn't you go it's like girl you're giving up your entire world for a man and what is he giving you and that's what she ended up finding out in the end is that he didn't give her much. If anything, honestly, he was gone all the time. She barely spent any time with him. She's in a foreign city by herself. She doesn't speak the language. Like, it was a complete mess. And then they had Big come in like, oh, here's her knight in shining armor. Finally, Big's going to make this, you know, declaration of love to her finally. And I'm like, oh, God, it's just so, ugh. I'm trying to see if I liked her relationship with, um, Petrovsky or not I can't remember did I like him or did I not I think I didn't I don't think I did back then especially that he slapped her that was a that was a bit extra so but yeah Carrie just has very bad like judgment when it comes to men in general but I think that she wants a man that fit into her worldview of what relationships look like for her and one thing I think about the the take did a good job of is saying how all of the characters on the show you know they were challenged by the people they end up with whereas carrie got with somebody and didn't do anything like he just pretty much let her be as toxic and you know trash as she always was whereas miranda got with steve who was you know kept her down to earth and the same thing for charlotte that she didn't need this perfect you know prince charming to be with to be happy and then with samantha she actually found vulnerability in a man for the first time actually he had to be happen to be younger than her so all the women that weren't carried actually evolved with the men they actually chose in the end whereas carrie just kind of regressed and ugh, just that show just and then now just look at this show it just doesn't feel right it just feels like why are they doing this they didn't even write the show to be clever or anything it's just kind of like we're gonna try to make sex in the city for old people and it's like no no it's just not that and i love how people are acting like some people who are really, you know, vehement fans of the show are like, oh, well, this is really realistic of how, you know, people this age would be acting. I'm like, no, we don't live in that world anymore. People who are in their 50s are not this crotchety, over-the-hill people. Like, they're still going outside. They're still having fun. They're still enjoying life. And for them to try to, like, do that, it's just a betrayal of what the show originally stand for in the first place. I just, ugh, I hate it. But yeah, I'm not really a fan of Sex and City anymore. And any chance I get to dunk on it, I definitely will. Um, I won't dunk on Insecure. That's a great show, actually. Um, I think it does a good job. I just think that Issa just bad, just makes bad decisions when it comes to men. And her getting with Lawrence was definitely a bad decision, in my opinion. 
Um, she just did what was comfortable. She did what was easy. She did what was, you know, something that was, you know, she could just slip back into. Like, it didn't require any work. That's the thing. There's no work involved with being with Lawrence, really. Lawrence is just easy peasy. Like, I think in the man, I don't think there was any man in the show that challenged Issa and her values and her core or who she was as a person. I think that's one thing I think was missing from the men love interest on the show. I think for Molly, I think Molly had a better time with men than she did. Molly actually got with men and a lot of them challenged her. That's the thing. It's very similar to sex. And I don't just, I just thought about that. Molly had the evolution that I think Issa really needed. Like Molly from season one to now evolved so much to the person she is now versus Issa relatively the same. I think the only thing that really got to her is she's more confident herself now, but I think when it comes to men, I don't really think her, I'm not too confident in her ability to um, make decisions with men and be with men that I think will be better for her in the long run. Like for Molly to choose Torian is very similar to Charlotte choosing, um, what's that man's name? Uh, Harry. Like that is very similar. The Torian and Harry are very similar in that they're not the typical, you know, alpha men like you know prince charming look like they're very regular regular smegular dudes but they both did a good job of challenging the women that they were with just like charlotte wanted this like perfect fairy tale you know ending and she got something a little bit more realistic and down to earth same with molly which is great and just like you know sex and city and insecure both our protagonists end up not really evolving with the men they decide to get with. And I think all of the evolution that happened with Issa happened independent of her being with Lawrence. But yeah, I just, ugh. I don't think there's any kind of guy away. I think if only, I think maybe the guy she was with at the end, I think his name was Noel. I think he probably got away, but he didn't get much time on screen to even make an impact to where I know he even was an actual person. He's like more of an accessory for the last bit of the show. So I can't really say he got away, but for sure, Aiden got away from Aunt Carrie and he even came back a second time around and she still screwed it up. And he came back a third time around and uh, it's just a mess. Uh, Carrie just, Carrie's a bad person. Just awful. <laughs> I used to like really idolize her as a character. I used to like really try to emulate a lot of things she did. I'm just glad that I started to like really dive away from that because nothing good came from trying to be like Carrie Bradshaw. Like her taste in men, trash. Her way of dealing with her friends got awful. Her judgmental nature, ugh. it's like she has a very, she has, she tries to chastise everybody else in the show, but she's actually the most like each one of them. Like she's a combination of all three women together. And yeah, but yeah, that's just when I think about um, the one that got away thing and just like Aiden, uh, he deserved better. He was such a good boyfriend. I need a boyfriend like that. Like, give me an Aiden any day of the week. I think even when I got like watched the show retrospect, like of all the men that Carrie was with, the one that I would have probably, I probably would definitely stay with Aiden, like if I was Carrie. But yeah, Big just never seemed like a guy. He just like he's just terrible, like just being treated any type of way, just for the sake of being in this glamorous lifestyle that she's just so accustomed to. Like it's just not worth it in the end. 
and yeah and i like the way this show tried to make it like oh well this domestic work is so beneath you because i remember when she was with aiden and they were going to that lake house and they were in the mud and they were stuff and they were like doing like regular housework and stuff it's like she was she was just so above it like oh this is just such uh, it was so classist and so elitist like that's another thing about carrie she's so elitist and classist it's ugh, so gross like and i think that played a lot of part into the type of men she chose too because it definitely played a part in her being with big because he was you know supposed to be the next donald trump and blah 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 and she was just so attracted to that whole idea of a powerful man and aiden who showed her genuine love and care and vulnerability was like oh what's that get away from me like she was so against it like even the episode when she got hives from getting the wedding dress before she was about to try to get married to aiden like it was just so clear they okay this is what they this is the direction they want to go for the show and they made sure enough that we got there even if it meant that it didn't make much sense we got to the point where carrie and big were together and it's like you make all these type of like declarations for every other character on the show but the main character like i don't know I just like Carrie Bradshaw's character definitely has spurred a lot of her um, likeness in other characters. Like, I would say, um, what's her name? Um, what's that girl's name? Emily from Emily in Paris. On this show about um, Darren Starr. Ugh, insufferable. Emily's probably probably uh, just a, a Gen Z version of Carrie Bradshaw. Like, she's just awful in so many ways. She makes bad choices, bad decisions. She's a bad friend. Like, just everything bad. She's, she's an antihero that's dressed like it's supposed to be oh i'm cute and cuddly and sweet and you know all that stuff but actually i'm awful <laughs> so yeah that's just my take about you know the one that got away and just this idea that you have to suffer to be with somebody later on the one that you're supposed to be with you have to suffer through it with them when they treat you like garbage like you don't have to be with somebody treats like garbage like the one that you're supposed to be with someone supposed to treat you like you matter and you so why you deserve to be treated which with respect with dignity and all that good stuff not just somebody who you have pitter patter feelings for in your heart or you know get hot in your in your loins for when you see them okay so i think that's enough talking about carrie bradshaw and Issa a little bit um yeah what do you guys think about this whole idea of the one that got away what do you guys think about the otp even if the one i won't call call them probably the um the toxic otp because that's what it really is like, what do you guys think about that idea like do you think that you have to suffer through it with this person in order to get them to be the person you want them to be or should you just actually you know be with somebody who treats you right already like and what's up with people being so afraid of being with someone that treats them right? Like, I know trauma comes in and plays a big role in how we navigate relationships, but it's time to do the work. Like, you shouldn't be running away from people who treat you right. Like, those people you should run towards, not away from. And I don't like the fact that a lot of TV shows try to, like, paint this picture that the ones that treat you right are, you know, are boring. That's the one thing that I think they really tried to hit on. Like, oh, it's boring being with someone who treats me right. I want some, I want some drama. I want some, some chaos. Like Carrie definitely fed off chaos. And I don't think that's really healthy. So I don't want you people out there listening to my voice to run towards chaos, run away from chaos at all costs. <sighs> all right. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of mixed up world. Remember when the, gets really crazy out there just know that it's mixed up and you'll be fine thank you for tuning in i will see you next episode